decir eso, que somos libres. Praise the Lord. God is good. God bless everyone. Dios bendiga a todos esta noche, hermanos. Praise the Lord. Well, you guys were, some of y'all were here super early today. Praise God for that. Here for the early practice worship, but praise God. Why don't we pray and ask the Lord to bless um, the service and ask the Lord to continue to guide our hearts. Lord Jesus, we're grateful for everything you do, Father, uh, for this beginning of the service, Lord, in praise and worship, uh, to now an important part of the word, Lord Jesus. Uh, we ask that you just clear a path for us to be able to receive from you, Lord, your precious word. We also ask, Lord, for the tithes and the offerings that were taken up, Lord. Continue to bless us, Lord, and guide our hearts, Lord, uh, always to be faithful to you. We can never win being uh, faithful to you, Lord Jesus. Uh, we uh, thank you, Father, for your goodness. And now we ask, Lord, for um, your word to speak to our hearts and our needs. We ask this in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless everyone. Uh, Y'all may be seated. God bless the band. What a great surprise today with having... Uh, the uh, youth joined them, amen? How many of y'all uh, enjoyed that? Praise God, God bless them. They, uh, they were pretty excited to be able to do that, it sounded like. Brother Lorenzo uh, got, a, got a chance to hear that last night um, and was able to uh, use one of those for his uh, segment today. Praise the Lord. Hopefully there's not too many people that are are disappointed in that and angry and and I know one of these days one of these days he's going to get in he's going to get that whistle tuner um but uh praise the lord it makes it fun it makes it fun trying to figure it out amen praise the lord god bless uh the kids and the youth uh this evening Dios bendiga a los jóvenes y, y los niños yo sé que muchos uh, pueden estar aquí enojados con El programa esta mañana con el hermano Lorenzo de del uh, chiflando. ¿Cómo dices whistling? ¿Es chiflando? Sí. ¿Cómo? Chiflar. Silvad. Wow. Ok. Ok, silvar. Praise the Lord. That's how you say uh, whistling in Spanish for some of y'all. Um, but Dios bendiga al hermano Lorenzo que pues que lo hace interesante cada vez. Él nos dice qué canto es y todavía no podemos decirle qué canto es porque cuando comienza a ciflar, silbar, chiflar, pues los perdón a los estamos perdidos, ¿dónde estamos? Los dice el canto y dice, no, no. <laughs> so it's, you know, we get we get a little lost, you know. It makes it fun with Brother Lorenzo. He he does a good job with it too and and praise the Lord. And He's got Liz hearing it. He said, I had I was doing it yesterday, Liz. Uh, let's pray for Sister Liz that, you know, she has the patience and um, she has a good time with them too. And they, they laugh on it. We have a good time with the two couples. It's been a good one. I like that. It's, that's a, that was a. I remember the first day we did, I said, you got to do that on the radio. Let's see if people can figure it out because I couldn't figure it out. But uh, praise the Lord. Um, why does it hurt? Why does it hurt? Porque duele. Why does it hurt? I see that in many ways. I was, um, I was having lunch with uh, Tristan today, and we were standing there in line, and... Um, 
I um I looked down and and my shoes and I said, oh, I remember I bought these shoes because, you know, we took a vacation and we were gonna do a lot of walking on this vacation and they're comfortable shoes and they're just like you're sitting on clouds, right? And then um, started noticing that they weren't as comfortable as they were a few years back, and um, I kind of felt like uh, my body was hurting a little bit. And I kind of started thinking, like, why? Why is what's the difference here? It was they were so nice um, just a few years back, and I don't, you know, I don't use them enough to say that they're they shouldn't be nice anymore. But um, there's a lot of factors that happen, right, uh, in our lives as as we get older, things start to hurt. <laughs> um, we start to hurt a little bit more in different areas and different places, and. You know, our back hurts here, you know, our, our bones hurt with weather change and just different stuff. And I kind of started thinking, I was like, why does it hurt? It didn't hurt, and why does it hurt now? Well, you know, it's a simple, you know, some of y'all can say, well, Brother Gabe, you're just getting older, amen. So we can, we can wrap that up very quickly. But I started thinking, spiritually speaking, is, you know, why do we find ourselves still hurting? Why do we find ourselves still um holding things in. Um, it, it, para el lonche, tuve el lonche con, con Tristan hoy, y, pues estaba parado ahí esperando um, ordenar comida y pues comencé, me, vi a mis uh, pies y dije, oh, esos son los zapatos que compré um, cuando fuimos en vacación, íbamos, íbamos a andar mucho y um, están bien, uh, como se dice, tienen um, como nubes, andando en nubes. Uh, how do you say comfortable? Cómodos. Y, uh, y pues cuando no se sintió cómodo ya, pues vi para abajo y dije, ¿qué está pasando aquí? No sé por qué. Pues, ¿qué está pasando? Pues los años pasaron. Eran unos años ya y pues comencé a doler cosas, ¿no? Que se pasan los años. Y uh, ya, y, y no más eran unos, unos dos, tres años. Y uh, pues ya no se sintieron como se sintieron Y a veces así cambia la cosa en nuestras vidas uh, Pero a veces también um, uh, el dolor todavía estará ahí uh, Que hemos tenido por años y, y por eso la pregunta es ¿Por qué duele en estos momentos? ¿Por qué estamos doloridos en cosas? Why are we hurt? Why are we still hurt? You know, we talked a little bit about, um, on Sunday, some basics on heaven and um, some requirements. Well, there's some basics to earth, too, that, you know, we can have a taste of heaven here on earth uh, with God's healing and God's promises. Um, and, and we can receive God's uh, blessings here on earth also. But there's some decisions we have to make, and one of them is you know, also not to hurt anymore, not to hold on to stuff anymore. And I um, found an interesting passage here in Psalms. I'm going to ask Brother Anthony to put the online Bible up for Psalms 31, and we're going to read um, this, this, uh, this passage here and see David um, struggling with a couple of things. Hermanos, muchas veces la pregunta viene... ¿Por qué todavía estoy dolorido en cosas? Y 
pueden ser cosas de años, no pueden ser uh, sentimientos que pues hemos tenido por años y no es una cosa, un momento puede pasar y pues sale todo y, uh, y no sabíamos que teníamos eso dentro de nosotros. Por un momento, un, un, un sentir. Y por eso la pregunta, ¿por qué todavía estamos dolidos? You know, you ever had that moment where you're like, I don't know why I'm feeling the way I am or I'm emotional to something. Um, somebody could say something or something can happen and, and, and something happens like this sometimes and it's, you know, you kind of ask yourself too, I wonder where that came from, right? And it's for a lot of different reasons. A lot of them are things not being um, closed in our lives. Muchas veces son, pasan por muchas razones, pero pueden ser porque cosas no se han, um, uh, how do you say, circled or haven't completed. No se han acabado uh, uh, en nuestras vidas, no se han uh, como approached. I don't know what the word I'm looking for in Spanish. Uh, what's that? Completo? Sí, completo. No, no lo hemos... Uh, 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 no hemos dejado al Señor uh, cumplirlo en nuestra vida, sanarnos completamente. Y por eso cosas todavía están ahí que pues son. ¿Por qué lo dejamos que están ahí? Si van a destruir nuestras vidas en, en cosas, van a, son distracciones del enemigo. ¿Y qué son? ¿Qué son? Son pensamientos que, uh, que el enemigo puede usar para que no podamos um, ver lo que el Señor está haciendo en estos momentos. Qué, qué triste que no miramos que el Señor está haciendo en este momento. Isn't it sad if we don't see what God is doing at this moment? You know, you, 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 you sometimes define a, a season to what God has done your life. Listen to what I just said there. You know, sometimes you define God by a season. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine? Some of you all forgotten about the winter storm we had a few seasons ago. You forgot about it because we didn't have it again. You know, we missed a year with it. But, you know, some of us in the season that we're in, we're not seeing that, hey, this and this too will also pass. And we got to believe that instead of getting stuck in seasons. And not getting out of it. We've got to believe that God's going to get us out of it. But if we read here in Psalms 31, um, I like this passage in here. Uh, David, uh, many say that this is, uh, um, was written by David during the time that his son, is it Absalom? As- Did I say that right? What's that? Did somebody say it? Absalom, right? Yeah, Absalom. Yeah, Absalom, that he, uh, listen to this, he was coming back, he came back to Jerusalem to kill his dad, to kill David, his son came to kill David. So David, they say that David wrote this uh, during this time frame, and, we, and we're going to read this here. Uh, hermanos, dicen que David escribió, escribió esto cuando su hijo Absalom Regresó a Jerusalén para matar a David. Su hijo quería matar a su padre. Esa es la maldición que entró en la familia de David. 
Y qué triste es, pero vamos a leer aquí que estaba en su corazón en estos momentos. Uh, si me pueden seguir en español. I'm going to read it here in English quickly. So, uh, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thy ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for a house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Verse 4. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me. For thou art my strength. Into thy hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, God of truth. I have hated them that regarded lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities and hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eye is consumed with grief. Yea, my soul and my belly. For my life is spent with grief and my years with sighing. My strength faileth because of my iniquity and my bones are consumed. I was a reproach among all my enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and a fear to my acquaintance, sorry, acquaintance. They that did see me without fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am like a broken vessel. We'll pause there for a second. This sounds pretty rough. Have we, ever, have we ever, you know, felt like David's feeling at this moment? Hemos sentido, hermanos, como estaba hablando David aquí, de un vaso quebrado. Estaba pasando el, el llorar sin, no pudiendo ver llorando tanto. Sus enemigos siendo sus vecinos y también su familia, propia familia. Whew. We see David going through some stuff here. We see the struggles that he's had. We see the hurt that he has. Why was David going through this right here? We could see that he defines some of it based off of iniquity. Why is he hurting, though? He knows who God is. He's trusted in God. God took a, as punishment a child. He knows the wrath of God. He's experienced the wrath of God. The power of God. He's seen the greatness of God. 
Have you ever had a moment where you're just so discouraged and that's a conversation you're having with God is you don't know why and why and this and that. But I like David because I always like David because he never stays in this moment. He has moments, but he doesn't stay in that moment. Lo que me gusta de David, hermanos, es que pues ha tenido, era un rey, tenía batallas, era un capitán de guerra. Tuvo sus momentos, pero nunca se quedó en el momento. Piensa en eso por un momento. Think about that for a second. He had moments in his life that were, you could see the discouragement, you could see the brokenness, but he never stayed in those moments. Because we keep on reading here. Let's keep on reading here. Verse um, 13. For I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side while they took counsel together against me. They devised to take away my life, but I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from them that persecute me. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed and let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous oh how great is thy goodness which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men now brothers and sisters we can see here david his sons wanted to kill him his son came back to the city to kill him. <laughs> Again, I know we've been through a lot of things and we've gone through stuff, but that's something there. And you can see, you could hear and, and see the pain that he has, the hurt that he has. But you can also see that he trusts in God because God's it. That's it. You think it's stuff around you. You think it's stuff that you can touch and feel. Feelings will change. Things will happen. But God's got to be it. He's it. You see, he doesn't stay in the moment because he realizes that God's always been it for him. In his moments by himself, in his moments of speaking, God was there in the moment. Now, many of us, we're still looking too much for those that are around us to be it. Some of us haven't figured out that that's not going to be it for you. And that's the trap that the devil has laid out for us. 
If so-and-so doesn't do this, if this doesn't happen for me, I'm not going to rejoice. I'm not going to be happy. I'm going to be not satisfied. And what happens? We stay in this seasonal funk. We stay in moments instead of bringing us past that moment by embracing God, holding on to God. It's a simple message that we could just stay on these and it's wrapped up. But let's, let's continue reading here. Psalms 51.17 says, Psalms 51.17, praise the Lord. Los sacrificios de Dios son el espíritu que quebrantado al corazón contrito y humillado no despreciarás tú, oh Dios. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. Now, what does that mean? Why, again, is David writing the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart? Because if, our, if we're not feeling something, if we're not feeling that we need God in our lives, if, 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 we, if things just wouldn't happen, if we look from the very beginning of Genesis to where we're at right now in the, in the Bible study, them entering the promised land, if there was never a need of God, would we recognize God? If you don't have your ups and downs, are we on our knees praying to God? If something doesn't happen in your life, are you even communicating to God? Are we praising God enough? Are we recognizing God for who he is? And why this sacrifice is so important? Because now it allows our heart. It allows our heart to be exposed for him. It allows him to touch something that sometimes is surrounded and has to break. Are we prepared? Are we prepared to go through these things that is going to expose our heart and humble us? What is it that we're going through right now that could be humbling us? What is it that God is trying to tell us in these moments that God is trying to show us? It could be moments that have been for years. You see David here, and David's, it's not like David was a spring chicken. He already had his children. He had already had grown children. He was a grown man, but yet he was in this battle recognizing that, hey, I got to fight this depression off because everything's against me right now. Have you had that day where everything's against you? What do you do in that day? Do you go back into hurt from your past? Do you go back to examples that you had in your past that weren't good examples of how they handled things? Do you go back that to people that taught you stuff that wasn't biblical, that wasn't uh, uh, humble, it wasn't spiritual, it wasn't fruits of the spirit? Do you go back to sentiments? Or do you seek God in these moments? That's the question. Because guess what? A lot of y'all that are just like kind of lost in this are probably the ones that are stuck in this. 
you got to recognize that this is something that, that comes that the enemy uses and says, oh, okay, I see that if this happens, you go to this. That's where things got to change. That's where we got to mix things up. That's where we got to say, okay, God, what do I need to do? And you know what? Just like an enemy knowing that, hey, this sheep goes down this path every single time, just this path. What happens if we put something there in that path? What do they do? Do they break down? Or do they wait to hear the shepherd's voice? And again, again, this is interesting because I find David is, to me, is very, 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 um, uh, is a, a person in the Bible that we can relate to human, humanistically. Is a person that struggled with depression here. These are signs of depression. These are signs of struggle. He was rejected by his family. These are things that you commonly can hear and, and we can use as, ex, as excuses sometimes not to be willing to praise God or glorify God and, and make, like I said, we make excuses for things that God can heal us from. God can strengthen us from. Some of us are still in moments from Adam and Eve or God, it's the wife you gave me. Some of us are blaming family for how we praise God. How, how we're committed to God, we blame our family for that. We're on our own on this stuff, brothers and sisters. This is our relationship with God. We're on our own. We're, we're, we're not going to have our family members there on judgment day. So what do we do? We got to get out of these moments. And the only way we can is when we grab onto God and we say, God, you are good. God, you've been faithful. God, there's hope in you. God, you can do it. But when I start hearing people talking like that's it, it's never going to change. If you are never going to change kind of person, don't be around me anymore. Because I'm a I'm a person that I see the sky and it looks different every single day. The sun looks different the way it paints the clouds. That's the God we serve, a God that's new every single day. Are we going to be negative always? Because just like the way the flu comes seasonally, that comes in our lives sometimes too. as we're critical, as we're criticizing. Oh, the ones that bother me a lot are the ones that are fixing everybody else's problems except for their own. Nobody even asked them to, and yet they're, oh, let me fix it. Let me put a cuchara. And we have issues. We're not going to account for other people's issues. We're accounting for our issues. Help us, God, to see these things. And again, it gets sad in here. It gets quickly, the air gets sucked out. Why? Because again, we find ourselves in these places. And we get stuck in the season. And as winter comes, we can't get out of it. Or as the drought comes, we don't come into the rain. Help us, God, to see your goodness. If we turn to Psalms 147.3. 
Psalms 147.3 says, Él sana a los quebrantados de corazón y venda sus heridas. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Now, you see here that some of us, we've gone through things, we've had issues, uh, we've had scars that need healing, and it's a moment with God, but some of us have not had that moment with God because, again, there's, a, there's, there's things for it. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard for us to get to that, and we carry this still. Some of us, God's doing it, and praise the Lord for that. As you can start to see the transitions, and you got to believe, okay, in the name of Jesus, God is getting better, God. Amen, God. I, I can see you, God. I can feel you, God, in my life. I can see what you're doing in my kids. You're talking different, but if you're still talking the same, thinking the same, being the same, there's something wrong. Because my God's not the same. He creates daily. He's new every single day. And that's the most exciting thing because I see, you know, the verse, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's who he is. Who he was for David, he's for me. And how he does it is what's new. I love that about God. Are we letting him do something new in us? Or are we holding back? As I mentioned, you know, one of the most critical things here in church is the forgiveness, and sometimes it's the hardest thing for us to do. And that's why we find ourselves in these stuck seasons. It's because we can't go forgive somebody. We can't let something go. And some of us, we heard that on Sunday, and we're like, oh, gosh, she's bringing it up again on Wednesday. But it's that critical. Because you're holding on to something. And how can we hold on to something when our God forgave us of everything? How many of us are holding on to something that has affected our relationships? Help us, Jesus. It's okay to say that. I'll help you guys. I'm going to nudge you every once in a while and say, help us, Jesus. Es cierto, hermanos, muchos de nosotros todavía estamos uh, uh, deteniendo, uh, no, not deteniendo, holding on. How do you say holding on? Is it? Deteniendo? ¿Cómo? Reteniendo a dolor. O algo que ha pasado. Yo, qué, qué, qué lindo es, qué lindo es que um, um, un día le puedo, puedo preguntar a mi hijo, uh, ¿Ha cambiado yo? Y, y dice, sí, sí ha cambiado, papá. Pero que no, que no sea como Sandra esa vez. La historia cuando su esposo le dijo, le estaba diciendo al pastor, no, no, estoy, estoy haciendo bien, pastor. Estoy bien, pastor, estoy bien. Estoy cambiando. Y pronto el pastor vio a, a su esposa y dijo, ¿está cambiando? Y dijo ella, no. Nope. Sin pensar. No. You know, we can't be thinking, you know, that, you know, we're changing and we're pumping ourselves up. You know, I'm, I'm praying that, you know, one day I can ask my son, hey, you know, and he says, yeah, I see it. I see, I see you calming down a little bit. Or, or it could be like, you know, the story everybody knows. A lot of them must know, of, you know, Sandra and Stephen. 
It's a good. It's a good. It was a good one. It's, he, Pastor used to say it in front of them because it was just good. It was a good story. You know, you know, he was saying, "Oh no, I'm doing good, Pastor. Things are changing. Everything's, everything's going good. You know, I'm, I'm changing." And he just looked right at his wife and said, "Hey, is he changing?" She said, "Nope." And he was like, <laughs> "Pastor loved it so much because you know Sandra was going to be honest." And sometimes we need to be honest as we search and we look for God more in our lives and it takes things and sometimes we go through something. You're going to go through something that God's going to shape and form and create. Do we recognize it though? Do we stay just being slowly destroyed? I don't want to be slowly destroyed in the desert. I don't want to not receive that promise or that commitment that God, what God has given, uh, given us here on earth. I want to receive what God has for us. Amen. If we turn to Psalms 34, 18. Si voltamos, hermanos. Dice, cercano está Jehová a los quebrantados de corazón y salva a los contritos de espíritu. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save it such as be of a contrite spirit. Now, brothers and sisters, there's something critical in all these verses that we're reading is humbleness. Is that something you struggle with, is being humble? Is that something you struggle with? If you ask yourself that question right now, do you struggle with humbling yourself? Are you a proud person? Are you a person that it's hard for you to humble yourself. Then life's going to be difficult. This brokenness is going to happen a lot. This is going to be a, a continual thing in your life unless you change it. Unless you find yourself finding ways to change it. You want to figure out a way to change it instead of life figuring out a way or God figuring out a way with trials and tribulations. I tell you, God is, is a master at the two birds with one stone moment. God is a master at knowing what to push to get to where he needs to get to. Muchas veces, hermanos, no, no estamos uh, cambiando, tenemos como dije, si, si sufrimos con el orgullo, que tenemos mucho orgullo y no, no podemos uh, pedir perdón, nunca es nuestra culpa. ¿Qué es el, como yo le he preguntado y mata toda la iglesia aquí cuando digo, ¿qué es el último vez que dijiste perdóname? Para muchos es mucho tiempo. Y debe ser algo que como iglesia, como creyentes que vivimos en esos momentos. Y pensamos en eso, pero muchas no quieren oír eso ya, ya no quieren oír eso del perdón. No, no, perdón para nosotros mismos, sí, pero para perdonar. And that's why we're stuck. And we're asking ourselves, why does it hurt? Why is it hurting? Why am I hurting? Because you're stuck. And you can't see it. You're not seeing being stuck in the hurt. No estamos viendo, hermanos, que estamos dolorido en estos momentos por razón. Estamos leyendo cómo viene el Señor. El Señor viene a 
al contrito de corazón. Al humilde de corazón. Al quebrado, el que está quebrado. Pero necesitamos querer que el momento que el Señor está ahí, que podemos andar con Él. Y no regresar a esos momentos. If we turn to Isaiah 57, 15. Si voltamos para Isaías 57, 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. This is God saying this. If we're struggling, if we're going through something, if we're fighting it right now, if we're like, why is he talking about this? Because that's what it feels like sometimes up here. It's like, stop talking about it. Crazy, it's crazy. It's like you you can you you feel the you feel the room. Because people that are excited about it and like even struggling with it. If God is showing you something, they get excited. They're like, Amen, that's right, that's right. He'll do it, he'll do it. But when we're in the stuck in our moment, sometimes we don't want to hear it. Sometimes they're like, I know I got to take that medicine, but I just don't want to take that medicine. I'd rather be sick. I've sweated out before. I'll sweat it out again. And here we go. Another season. I was feeling sick last night, brothers and sisters. You can ask Sister Jennifer. I was like, ooh, I think I'm getting sick. I think Tristan might have got me sick. I drank from his cup. On accident on lunch, I was like, "Ah!" He's all, (coughs) "Watch out, Margie!" And I said, "Oh, I think I'm getting sick." So we stopped there at Walgreens, and I took some Mucinex, and I woke up feeling good. And that's the second time I've done that. When I started feeling it, I just I wanted to attack it quickly. Praise God. It's my little secret. I just, you know, every once in a while, I'll share it with you all sometimes. You guys can do whatever you want in your lives. I don't want to get sick. I want to get out of it quickly. That's why when you've been sick for a little bit and you're starting to feel better, man, it feels good, doesn't it? It feels good. Like Tristan woke up yesterday, and he was like, man, I'm feeling better. I'm like, all right, good. We don't want to be sick. But we'll stay sick if we stay in the moment. What is it? What are we holding on to? What hurt are we holding on to that we don't need to? Are you waiting for somebody to apologize to you? Is that what you're waiting for? We talked about the, the Beta Satan book, right, that we read. And there was a lady, remember the story that he told about that the lady in Asia? And the lady was supportive to the church, was always there and helping. And then one day he started talking with her and, he, and, and this pastor, and he said, why do you not have forgiveness in your heart? And she looked at him like, what do you mean? Well, I have forgiveness. You haven't forgiven somebody. I can feel it. And of course, she, her husband had passed away years 
And she hadn't forgiven him for the life that they, they were married in. And he had, he had to talk to her. He said, all this stuff that you do, all the, your involvement in church, it's all in vain because you don't have forgiveness in your heart. It's all in vain. It's all in vain. You don't win points. It doesn't work that way where you say, I'll just do more of this so I don't have to do this one thing when it's the one thing God's calling you to do, the thing that hurts. Ooh, man, he takes you to where it hurts. And when he gets you there and you know it, you're like, oh, God, you, ooh, you knew it, God, you knew it. But we're thankful that he doesn't give us things that we can't bear. So if it comes to you, it means that God knew you could handle it. Help us, God, handle it. Help us to handle it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 2 Corinthians 1.8. 1 Corinthians 1.8, hermanos. Porque, hermanos, no queremos que ignoráis acerca de nuestra tribulación que nos sobrevino en Asia. ¿Es Asia? Pues fuimos abrumados. Sobre manera más allá de nuestras fuerzas. De tal modo que aún perdimos la esperanza de co, ¿cómo? Concebar la vida. Listen to this. This is Paul here talking. Writing the letter to the Corinthians. Look what he says here. He says, for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength in so much that we despaired even of life. What? Where's the, I can do all things in Christ that strengthens me, Paul. He's being real here in this moment. He's like, I don't want you to, think that it's all a bed of roses there's going to be some things these moments that come into our lives where our faith is tested what do we do what do we do que vamos a hacer cuando nuestra fe está probada hermanos que vamos a hacer que vamos a hacer queremos todo bien todo arreglado pero Todo necesita estar como necesita estar. Or vamos a tener problemas. No. There's got to be despair at times. For growth. There's going to be a shake up. So we can see what's at the bottom. Help us God. Because we want to see you. We want to see you in our lives Father. Verse 9, versículo 9 dice, Pero tuvimos en nosotros mismos sentencia de muerte para que no confiásemos en nosotros mismos, sino en Dios que resucita a los muertos. But we had the sentence of death 
in ourselves. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead. Listen to that, brothers and sisters. Nobody's motivated with that one. They're like, well, I don't want to feel like that. Give me some milk and honey, brother Gabe. Gabe, bro, I want to know about the blessings from God. That's a blessing to know from God that there's going to be moments to come. And what are you going to do in your moment? Are you stuck in your moment? Are you stuck in your moment? Are you stuck in your moment? Then it's going to be like, why does it hurt? Because you're stuck in your moment. But that moment that comes and you said, in the name of Jesus, we're going to do it different, God. Help me do it different, God. It's been the same, God. I'm tired of being the same, God. I want to be different, God. Make me different, God. You are different, God. I see you different, God. I said this before. I said, some of us here are, are damaged goods. Religion has damaged you. Religion has affected you. That you don't see God for who he is. You've seen him how other people praised God. Not how God wanted you to praise him. This is the healing. This is where the healing has to happen. This is where it's, God, I know that you are God, God. And I know that what I experienced in my life, the challenges, even in church. Help me, God, to overcome that and get past that because it's affecting me today to hear your voice. Because I thought I heard your voice by other examples, but they weren't good for me but you're still here and you're still faithful. You're still true. You're still holy. You're still good. You're still worthy. Some of us, we have a hard time getting these words. God, you're good. God, you're amazing. God, you're awesome. Man, God, you're a mighty God. Man, God, you love me so much, God. You love me so much, God. Look what you're doing, God. Look what you're doing. Today, today, maybe Tristan will talk about it. I don't think he's going to... He was going to talk about it on the too good. Today, uh, Tristan got a compliment for something. He goes, man, you guys are good kids. You guys are just good people. Good things are going to happen to you. You guys are good people. Somebody told them that. They know Brandon, too, and they were, they were talking about uh, stuff that they're wanting to do. He goes, good things are going to happen to you because you guys are good people. And it affected Tristan. Tristan came back and told me he was all excited with it. That's what God can do. Especially when you acknowledge him. Especially when you, when you recognize that it's him that does it. It's his love that does it. It's his goodness that does it. It's not the rain outside. It's not the season that we're in right now. It's not that, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to gotta go through this for it to be even better when you receive it. But sometimes, again, look at the way we are right now. We can't even praise God. We can't even rejoice to God. We can't even thank him. Everything's got to be perfect and on a checklist. And I thought it was going to be different. You said it was going to be different this time. Well, we should have been different this time. But here we go again. Because he looks for a contrite heart. 
Help us, God. You're merciful, God. Forgive me, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for considering me, God. Thank you for being there for me, Jesus, for your protection over me. Be grateful or get left in the desert. As we studied in Deuteronomy's, what did Moses tell him? Be grateful. Be grateful. Are you grateful? Be grateful. Be grateful. Or we may die in the desert. Help me, Jesus, to be grateful. Amen. Verse 10. El cual nos libró y nos libra. Y en quien esperamos que aún nos librará de tan gran muerte. Who delivered us from, from so delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we can trust that he will deliver us. That's God. Now again, some of y'all might not be experiencing what they were experiencing to the point of death, but what, it, what you're experiencing is killing you. It's killing you spiritually. Again, it's killing you spiritually. You're not able to shake it off. You're dying slowly spiritually unless you run to the waters. How do you run to the waters? You start to speak it. God, you're good. God, you're good. God, you know what you're doing, God. I know, God, it's been tough. I know that I know God. I haven't been the I haven't been the start talking to him. I see it, God. I see what you're doing. I see it, God. I had to go through this test, God, because I still got stuff in me. I still got problems in me, God. I still got I can't do it. I can't forgive, God. I still got pride in me, God. You know what I got in me, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because if not. the shaping again and God knows that button and even though we try to do anything that we can to protect it he knows that button and unless we see him as everything like David had to shake it off and say even though my son's coming to Oh, I tell you, some of y'all haven't had that moment yet. And God bless some of y'all if you have had that moment. But I will tell you one thing. For you to still say, God, you've been the one. You've been the one that I've trusted. You've been the one that has saved me. Not man, not family. You have been the one. Proverbs 17, 22 El corazón alegre constituye buen remedio, mas el espíritu triste seca los huesos. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. How's your spirit? How's your spirit? How do you feel your spirit is? Is it struggling? Is it struggling? Is your spirit struggling? This is where you got to get to God. What are you doing that you weren't doing before? 
Are you not praying? Are you not reading? Are you not worshiping? Those are the three basic ones you can do now. Are you not getting to where you need to get the counseling, the preaching from God? Are you looking for what fits you instead of what gives you the ouches? Or is everything just easy? No, it's got to hurt. It's got to hurt to get fixed sometimes. You know, it's crazy, right? When you go see a doctor and you're like, oh, I'm just hurting. And, and the doctor goes, is it here? Oh! You ever had that moment with the doctor? Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Because they got to what? Make it hurt to see where it's at. And sometimes we're in this hurt and we're not realizing. We're like, Why am I hurting? We, we're hurting because God's finding out where it's at and we got to pay attention to that. And guess what, brothers and sisters? The less it hurts, the less things start affecting you. Oh, I need that one, right? Because I get triggered quickly. Oh, man, you want to trigger me? Ask Brother Joe. He triggers me quickly. But now when you start reckoning, okay, a little long. it took a little longer now. That was a... Then again, there's a fast one. Another fast one sneaks in there. Ah! But work. We work. We work. We work. We work. We work. Daily we work on ourselves. Daily. It's a daily thing we work on ourselves. It's daily. Nobody's got it figured out. If you think you got it figured out, be very careful. But it's daily we're working on ourselves. Thank God for his daily mercy as we're daily working on ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask Brother Anthony if he could put up Jeremiah 18 on um, the online Bible, brother. I like this passage right here. We've read it before. We'll read it here. Jeremiah 18. We'll start on verse 1 and read on here to uh, verse uh, 23. Jeremiah 18.1. I'll read it in English, brother, and when he gets it up there, you can follow me in Spanish. Lo voy a leer en inglés, Jeremías 18.1. It says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house. And there I will cause thee to hear my words. Now imagine that. You're Jeremiah, right? And the Lord tells you to go somewhere. And the place you go to, he's going to speak to you at. And you start to think about the place already has relevance as we know this passage. But to Jeremiah, it's like, okay. You want me to go to the potter's house and you're going to speak to me there. Then I went down to the potter's house and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, now listen to this. He recognizes that the potter is trying to build something and he's having a difficult time building it. And he starts again building it. He recognizes it without God telling him anything. He sees it. He describes that. 
You see, brothers and sisters, what that shows me there is that God's not going to always like just say, here you go, this is it. Sometimes it's going to be so obvious for you. But what we need, God, is about what he's about to get right now. You see, because it could be so obvious for us. But we still need God to push us over. And then we read here and it says, verse 6, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Saith the Lord, behold, as the day, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. At what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it. If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. What? That's God? God is love. How in the world can we not see his love in us just being an obedient nation? He sees that if we're not and we wander and we and we head our own way, there's destruction, there's delay. If God has something planned for you and we take the longest path to get there, how is that not going to break someone's heart? As some of you that are parents and you're saying, child, go that way, child. Don't keep on going this the way you're doing. You keep on hurting yourself, child. And we find ourselves in the same boat with him. Verse 9, and at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it, if it do evil in my sight, that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. Now, therefore, go to speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, behold, I frame evil against you and devise a, a device against you. Return ye now every one from his evil way and make your ways and your doings good. And they said, there is no hope, but we walk after our own devices and we will ever, every one do the imagination of his evil heart. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Ask ye now among the heathen who hath heard such things. The virgin of Israel hath done a very horrible thing. Now, brothers and sisters, he tells him, go to the potter's house. And as Jeremiah is there, even before hearing what God's going to say, he sees something. He sees something. He sees the potter wrestling with the cup. The imperfections of the cup. And then he sees the potter, that's the clay, the vessels in his hands, start over. And 
for a lot of us that have been studying, we've seen the start overs a lot in the Bible as humanity couldn't find itself out of things. This is a narrow path. This is a difficult path. This isn't a path of flexibility. This isn't a path that we make the rules, that God has set the rules. This is why we sometimes we get into these seasonal funks. Because we're expecting something different. But we're, uh, flex, we're flexible with the word, with his commandments. We have, there's no gray area in God. It's black or white. It's your yay or your nay. God help us in that. Because again, we go through struggles. We go through things. But our question is, in this moment, in this moment, do we decide to stay? Or do we ask God, God, I'm here. God, I'm here, God. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this, God. I'm tired of, again, repeatable cycles, insanity. I'm tired, God, of thinking that something's going to change when it's me that needs to change. It's not those around me that need Well, things are going to change as soon as they start doing what I say. Que fácil, no. Que fácil pensar que todo va a cambiar cuando vos cambia cuando comienzan a hacer lo que yo dije. Es simple. Que simple, no. Pero qué bonito cuando tenemos un espíritu de unión, de siendo humilde. Qué bonito cuando miras algo diferente. Ya cuando alguien pasa un prueba, se mira diferente. Tiene, tiene plática diferente. Es un honor para Dios. Pero qué triste, hermanos, si pasamos algo y regresamos haciendo las mismas cosas. Eso llega al momento donde Dios dice aquí a Jeremías, ya mi pueblo no está escuchando. Ellos no saben que yo puedo destruirlos. Help me, God. I don't want to be destroyed, God. Help me to listen. Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? ¿Por qué no los paramos? Praise God. Yo no sé lo que estamos pasando ahorita, pero si es una cosa, hermanos, que es común en nuestras vidas, que se parece que viene cada, how do you say season? Temporada. Como es algo como cambian los, uh, los, la temperatura, hermanos, en, en el año. A veces cosas pasan y... Es un sentir, es algo que, como dije, algo sale que teníamos ahí escondido. O estaba escondido, ni lo tenemos escondido. Pero qué bonito es el Señor cuando nos enseña que necesitamos cosas a cambiar en nuestras vidas. 
Si estás pasando un momento ahorita que tu fe está siendo probada, qué bueno. Gloria a Dios. Si lo podemos reconocer así. Si es por el pecado, no hay tanto gloria a Dios. Es, hay razón, no. Sabemos la razón. Pero si es por nuestra fe que estamos siendo probados por nuestra fe, pues gloria a Dios. Es entendiendo eso que si es por el pecado, por el rebelión, es otra cosa. Podemos ser consumidos si no nos negamos al Señor. Nos humillamos al Señor. You know, it's sad, brothers and sisters, if we come here and we expect something to change and we're not bringing to the change, we're not recognizing the change that needs to happen. It's sad if we leave here expecting something to change just by showing up here like an osmosis type of moment. God looks for a broken, contrite heart. A lot of us can say, check, check. But now's the moment to come to him and pray. So this is an invitation for us to come up here and pray, brothers and sisters. I'm not going to ask the musicians to pass on up. I'm going to ask us all just to come up here and pray. If we can, join us in prayer. If you don't have a reason to come up here, you still come up here to pray for those that have a reason. This isn't a prayer for your reason. This is a prayer in unity as a church. For us to pray for each other and think of each other. Es una oración ahorita, hermanos. No, no, no más es si tienes algo que necesitas, pero también es si alguien tiene algo. Hay batallas ahorita que están pasando aquí en la iglesia, hermanos. Que el enemigo quiere destruir familias. Quiere destruir personas que el Señor ha tocado sus vidas. No vamos a dejar eso. Oramos unidos, hermanos, pensando cada uno en su hermano y hermana. This is a moment that we can pray for each other and think of each other because the devil wants to destroy marriages, wants to destroy people that are starting their race. We want to ask God right now in these moments to, to be with us, to say, God, we give it to you, Lord Jesus. In this moment, we give it to you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. We thank you for your grace, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you've been with us, Jesus, and you've protected us, Lord, and you've continued gui guiding our families, Father. I ask right now in this moment, Lord, if there is something we are stuck in, Lord Jesus, and we can't see it, Father, that you reveal it, Father. You reveal it in us, Jesus. I thank you for your goodness, Lord. I thank you for your love, Lord, for your mercy that's new every day, Jesus. Father, I'm asking right now in this moment, Lord, that you open up the heavens, Lord, that we can see you, Jesus. Resolve the things in us, Father. Father, I ask, Lord, that if we keep on praying for other things around us and we are not praying for our salvation and the joy of our salvation, Lord, forgive us, Lord, because that's the most critical thing. Let us be a blessing to those around us, Lord, by focusing on ourselves, Jesus. Father, I ask that you heal hearts that are broken, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you touch hearts that need you, Father. Change ways, Lord. 
bring new beginnings for people, Lord. That there could be a change, that there could be something new, a new mindset, a new culture in us, Lord Jesus. One with you in it, one with you guiding us, Father. Queremos ser guiados de ti, Señor. Una nueva cultura en nuestras familias. Pero comienza con nosotros, Señor. Ya de componer personas alrededor de nosotros. Comienza con nosotros, Señor. Estás hablando nos a nosotros, Señor. Mismo. Estamos pidiendo en este momento, Señor, que bendigas la iglesia, las familias, los matrimonios, Señor. El dolor que está en nosotros, Señor. Que tú puedes sanar, Señor. Te damos gracias, Señor. Te damos gracias por todo lo que haces, Señor. Bendiga la iglesia, Señor, y todas las necesidades que están aquí, Señor. En nuestra iglesia alrededor del mundo, Señor. Father, forgive us, Lord, for our ignorance, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, because we hear these words in Jeremiah, and sometimes we don't recognize, Father, that they're being spoken directly to us. Help us, Jesus. Bless this place, Lord. Bless all that's involved here, all those that are involved here, all the ministries that are here, Jesus the school that's here, the radio program, Lord Jesus. Help us, guide us, Lord, that we can be faithful to you in everything, Lord Jesus. Give us the strength, Lord. Give us the strength, Lord, not to give up, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. We thank you for the prayers. We thank you for those prayer warriors that are out there that are constantly thinking and praying for us, Lord Jesus. It's because of them, Lord. It's because of you hearing their prayers, Lord, of the righteous Father. Bless this church, Lord. Bless the needs of the church, Lord. But more than anything, Father, we ask for forgiveness, Lord, if we're stuck. If we can't get out of everything's against us and not recognizing that you're for us, Jesus. You've been so good, Jesus. You've been so good, Father. You've been so faithful, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your love. Help us not to be an ungrateful people but to consider you in everything, Jesus. Oh, Father, you've been so good. We ask, Lord, that you just continually protect us and our families and everything. We thank you, Father. We know that the end of the year is coming soon, Lord, and you've been so good to us this year, Father. We ask that we consider you all the way through it, Lord, and, and take to account, Lord, all the wonderful things that you've done. Father, I ask that you, break, uh, that you uh, continue blessing those that are uh, going through struggles right now, Father, and revealing yourself in their needs, Lord Jesus. Speak to them in their needs, Lord. And Father, we ask that you just are with us this evening, Lord, as we go home, Lord, as we get up tomorrow, Lord, and we recognize that it's your grace, Father. It's your goodness, Jesus. And we thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your grace. Help us, Lord, that we may honor you and glorify you in our lives and shine that light, Father, brighter than anything. And we ask this in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. God bless everyone. I'm going to ask the musicians to pass on up. Amen. God bless the, the musicians this, uh, this, this evening. Amen. Praise God. Let's keep on praising the Lord, brothers and sisters. Let's, uh, just a quick reminder, this Saturday we will be, uh, we'll be doing the monthly uh, cleaning. Uh, so God bless everyone. There will be a list that comes um out here in the next couple of days um that way everybody will know you guys got done quick last time praise god for that praise the lord you got done quick last time so hopefully that happens again we have a big
uh, job here in the fellowship hall we're going to be doing, so on the floors. So uh, just come ready and uh, willing, but God bless everyone that was involved uh, last uh, month. So um, if you can make it this Saturday, it'd be great, um, but we'll be uh, praying for you if you can, amen. Uh, I know some of us had things that come up, but praise the Lord. God bless you all, and uh, let the group here play these songs here, amen. God bless you all.